0: words, though, please so... It hurts. It hurts too. And, um, you can take pictures, but please no flash. Right, we got 38 seconds, so we're good. That's, That's okay, yeah. I, forgot <laughs> my, I forgot my headphones. Phones Phones
1: I, have some, I have some fucking decorum for once.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Boise. Uh, I'm ready. Ready. And we are live in the Blue Moon Listener Lounge on Idaho's 94.9 The River. We've got a great crowd here, and I would love for all of you to welcome LP. Thank you. Hi. Hi, how are you? We're great. Welcome to Boise. Thank you
1: very much. We are glad you guys made it safe and sound. Yeah, so are we. It was a little bit of a blizzard. Those
0: blue mountains, man. Uh, (laughs) I'm telling you. Congratulations on uh, a fantastic album. Thank you very which much. Which is not your first, mm. but for some people they're they're <laughs> finally catching up and learning what you're all about.
1: First doesn't always mean best, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, we haven't had a chance to visit before. Um, but you've got a really fascinating background. And I, I I wanted to, you know, in reading some things about you, I wanted to know if you felt any pressure considering that your 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 dad and your brother have you know careers that are a little bit different
1: (laughs) from what you do i you know i did not really feel pressure it was more like pressure on myself Uh you know um i don't know i just uh i i think i knew my whole life that i was just not really cut out for what was being like you know put in front of me um in many ways (laughs) so i just uh you know i think there was a a bit of coasting going on you know um and i think uh I just had to, like, figure it out. You know, I didn't come from um, a super artistic family where it was, like, you know, kind of... It was more of an academic family, Uh so I just had to, like, kind of... You know, I think uh, moving into New York City, um, you know, uh, kind of changed me in formative years, you know, and um, made me just kind of see what was out there and what I wanted, you know? I think a lot of
0: people go through that, I'm sure. You... um, I love the story about... Uh, uh, that I, I, I read in your, in, uh, that you were riding in the back of the car one day and singing, and your mom was yeah. listening.
1: Yeah, and, she, yeah, she was really cute, and, um, and you know, she wasn't one of those um, super... um, Yeah, she was very complimentary, yeah. you know, a great mom and everything, but, like, she wasn't, you know, one to, like, give you false hope, like, kind of be like, wow, that's fantastic, when you're, like, singing off key or whatever, and uh-huh. I was like, oh, cool, you know, and so it gave me some like, some courage, and then I went... When I was in uh, chorus in, in, like, school... I started singing out more. Right? And uh I had this like vibrato to my voice which was a little embarrassing to me as a kid, but oh. the music teacher was like, "Who is singing back there?" And all the kids were like pointing at me and I was like, me, you know. So, it was it was definitely I think um, you know, I've had kids tell stories to me that, you know, where even a parent like grimacing at them, like Uh when they're singing or something has changed their lives. Like they don't sing, you know, it's, it's a really big deal. You have to be very, very careful. I think with children, as far as a lot of things, obviously, but singing is definitely, I've heard that story many times.
0: Right. And your mom was an opera singer. Is that right?
1: Yeah. She studied opera and she sang, um, you know, not professionally, but, um, uh, you know, with, uh, teenage years and at uh, Carnegie hall. Right. So she had that that background. Yeah. And she was always telling me, you know, you should get some training and, um, <clears throat> so, um, when she passed away, I, I that's when, like, you know, kind of things in my, you know, when I was a teenager that kind of like changed my viewpoint on life and, and right. what was like, you know, what you should do with your life. And, and, right. and I just kind of followed what she said. And um, yeah.
0: Nice. We're visiting with LP tonight, the Knitting Factory. Boise, you have no excuse. It's a Friday night. Go have some fun. Noah we <laughs> will be opening, and you can get tickets to the record exchange or at the door. So, I want to make sure people know about that. So when, when did you start writing songs yourself? Um,
1: I don't know. It just kind of happened over time. Like I, I, I feel like uh, you know, I, I wrote a song. Um, I didn't. Wasn't really a poetry person, but like when I, you know, I started. When I, like I said, I moved into uh, New York City in like my late teenage years and felt like I was. Uh, just like writing with a with a friend, and right. um, and that kind of, you know, it took many years after that for me to even commit. I didn't know what I wanted to do. You right. know, my mom had just passed away, and I just kind of was like, like I said, coasting for a while. Like I never had any kind of plan as far as like like I didn't know where to begin, to be honest. Right. So I just was like writing, um, but I knew I like liked the idea of like changing the chemistry in a in your head or in the room in like, you know, three to four minutes. I thought that was like exciting. And I also thought it was exciting that it wasn't anything like you had to get a degree for, really, you know, and like, it was just like, and I didn't know where songs came from. I was like, what, who does, what is it? Like, it was such a mystery to me that, you know, it was interesting.
0: I love how you just used that description about changing the energy in a room. (laughs) That is so true.
1: Yeah, Um, it's really nice. Like you could hear a song. I think a song sometimes like when it strikes a chord, it's like kind of like, you know, when you have, like, a cut or something uh-huh. or, like, a sore or something or other, and you can't stop touching it and moving it, yeah, right? it's, like, you want to hear that song over and over again, yeah. and it's just, like, it's just something that, like, you can't describe, and and, and it's something that really becomes instrumental in, in getting you through something, and you yeah. can't even, it's very difficult to articulate.
0: I love that. That is such a perfect analogy. <coughs> well, I, I think um people would rather hear you guys than me. Um you want to introduce <laughs> our friends here?
1: Uh, yes. This is Eli Logothetis on the Cajon. Um, Hola, Eli. And, uh, and this is our uh, new guitar player, uh, but not like he's not new in the world. He's a great guitar player, Alex <laughs> Alex Better. And uh, yeah, we just did, this is our first tour with him, so we're excited. Nice.
0: Well, we would love to hear uh, a song. All right,
1: we're could. gonna play a new song. Cool. I, um, I've been writing a new record and uh, and a lot of things aren't ready. But um, this is the first one we've added to the group. And uh, it's always an interesting time to yeah. like, start like moving into the new material. So <clears throat> it's called Girls Go Wild, not to be confused with Girls Gone Wild,
2: <laughs> which you know, my,
1: my manager was like, yo, you're going to have to keep defending that. And I'm like, I will. I don't care. Girls <laughs> Go
2: Wild. All right, yeah. go ahead. One, two, one, two, three. I've been hounded, I've been hunted and tamed. I'm the outlaw of outside, ready to rage. Oh, 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 sunshine, brighter than blind love It's all in the name of the wild, wild west <blickafa> Ooh, 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 ooh Take my love, take my soul You just take what That's what she said. Oh, oh, oh! Sunshine brighter than blind love. It's all in the name of the wow, wow. But she said, oh, oh, sunshine, brighter than blind love. It's all in the name of the wow, wow.
0: listener lounge I, to my ears that's a that's a hit really? that oh, right so cool. there it just put me in the best mood how uh, much fun it's, is it's that? funny
1: because it's like that yeah that song i got i got really like nervous about introducing it in a way just because it's uh and it's good i think like my my feeling on the last record uh muddy waters was the first thing we came out with and it did nothing like really move the needle with that uh except then it got a lot of sinks and it was cool but it, i felt like it was like uh, almost like a clear the slate kind of to allow okay. new stuff to come in like a we call it like a vibe single you yeah. know like, like like just makes it like you know loosens you up.
0: Yeah that, <laughs> that is all kinds of fun. I also cool, have to thanks. say that Switchblade <coughs> off the album absolutely kills me. I mean that oh, is thanks. something I listened to probably five times in a row over the Ooh, weekend.
1: Well that that's a whole nother thing that was um that, that's an interesting song because I, I wrote that about like five blocks away from my house while my ex-girlfriend was moving all her stuff out oh. like literally like in that moment so yeah oh. it was it was pretty cutting that one i mean yeah. I, it was messed up wow. <laughs> but you could kind of hear it in that whole thing right.
0: right we are so happy lp is joining us today before the show this evening at the knitting factory and um uh, run by the record exchange get tickets uh get the early no kahan is opening and uh he's a talented gentleman yeah, as well great. really it. a fan um so you know you 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 kind of been through the ringer LP in terms of when you license to ill yeah. I'm gonna I'm well, gonna well, do something I mean let's be honest you had you you, you had some some. Uh, experiences with major <coughs> labels. I think the quote yeah. was, "You had um, two labels in three years without doing a show." <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and were you yeah. chiefly songwriting at that well, point because they made you?
1: I, I kind of, you know, I've had I've had seven record deals. You yeah. Know? I've had three indies and four majors. You know. Um, and uh, you know, and they always start out really like, "Hey, you're good. You, you are. <laughs> you're gonna make it. You're gonna go far." I think so. I think you are. You know, and then, uh, but what really happened is, is like, my first two that I had like back to back in three years on the Def Jam and uh, Universal. It was like, um, I just re- basically wrote like about 140 or so songs, you know, because I just was like, and I found that it was interesting for me as an artist because I was like, oh, like that I could do that, that I could be prolific like that, and that I could. Uh, and I learned a lot. I, I mean, I wrote with people that, like, I've written some of the biggest songs you'll ever hear, like, True Colors and yes. um, Living on a Prayer, yeah. and like people like of that ilk, you know. And it was really educational and stuff. And um, so, um, but they had ended those three years like they, they bore no fruit. I didn't do anything, and I just come off like. uh, like three years of touring that got me to that point. So it was like three years of touring hardcore, getting like this massive bidding war signed and everything, and then just writing songs for another three years and not touring at all. And then one of the songs got cut by the Backstreet Boys, and I embarked, it was like 2009, I embarked on this like songwriter career, and that's what I thought it was going to be. And it was, uh, you know, I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm like, I did something. You know, again, I didn't have, um, the aspiration was not like, it was... More so to make a living. I've since, like, like adjusted my... They say, like, you know, you get what you put out there, like, right. what you want. I was like, oh, I'm making a living. Fantastic. How about I make a really good living? <laughs> you know, just keep going, you know, upping the ante a little bit. So, um, <clears throat> and then, um, I don't know, and then I, I picked up the ukulele, which, you know, is not really of note, except that I... It just... I You know, when you make any passion your job, it, it, it's a very hard, you know, like, you can almost lose sight of why... You did it, and it starts to maybe dim the light of okay. the passion, you know. But the ukulele somehow was this off-the-cuff way of me, like I would I would sit in the corner and write lyrics to like songs that had like a lot of track going on that I was writing to, like you know, big bigger songs, right. and it just soothed my soul and it, it brought out a lot of um, melodies in me, you know. And then I started writing for myself and like into the wild and songs like that yeah. on my my first like comeback as an artist, kind right. of um, like. It's set a tone, you know, and I, um, I had management that was very encouraging for my me as an artist, right. not just a songwriter. So then, um, so then a whole another climb started with Warner Brothers, and uh, I had a, a really nice uh, critical success and stuff with oh, an yeah. EP I released. But then, um, everybody got greedy again with the like, you know, what this could be like. It's you know, yeah. it's that like that typical thing, like you know, oh, you you could you could be this. I, it's right. like how about all the steps in between, you know? It's yeah. a difficult it's a difficult situation because when someone's, you know, posing that. Uh, like massive success to you, it's hard to go like, nah, come on. Don't, don't give me all that money. Stop it. Stop it. So yeah, so it just went there and then, you know, more,
0: more to come. Well, I was going to ask about the ukulele. So thank you for covering that. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about, uh, some of the songs you've written for other people, but we would love to uh, have another song if we could right now. Of course. We're visiting with LP here in the Blue Moon Listener Lounge. She's performing tonight Mm -hmm. at the Knitting Factory. Get your tickets at the Record Exchange.
1: This is a song called uh, When We're High, and um, I wrote it on tour in Europe, um, in Paris, actually, and um, it was just, uh, this is also another, like, on this record, full of a lot of, like, deep, deeper stuff. It's, like, kind of more of a frivolous, uh, kind of just, like, you know, enjoying the uh the the good stages of a relationship the uh the highs
0: one two one two three four
2: there was a time there was a life I was inside my head and finally
0: That's incredible. That is incredible. I could hear you sing all dang day. We are visiting with LP. Uh, we're so excited. Shows tonight at the Knitting Factory. I feel like I stay a minute after that. Um, you, you've uh, written some big hits for other people, and uh, you know what? What is it like to find out when you know you find out one of your songs is? going to be on a Backstreet Boys album or uh, mm-hmm. in an incredible soundtrack on a, in a movie that Christina Aguilera is in or Rihanna or Cher. What, you, what, what can you remember the first time that you heard that, okay, somebody's doing one of your songs like at that level. And what was that like?
1: Uh, it's, it was interesting to me like that, that was the, I think like that was like a watershed moment when I uh, was, uh, when I said like, you know, I didn't have a record come out um, during that time. And I, I felt like when the Backstreet Boys were cutting a song I was like, "Oh, like you could do that. Like that's very interesting. That just kind of upped my uh desire to like write as many songs as possible. Like that's the interesting part. I like, will like see like a, um a I don't know a BMI statement or whatever, my, uh-huh. you know, and I uh, there's songs that I don't even remember writing that are like, you know, playing in the Philippines or something like that and I'll be like, "Oh, it's really, you know, that's why I was writing so much, you know, yeah. just to like kind of uh I don't know. It's it's, you know, as I've even further discovered this year. It's a it's a big world, you know. Right. And uh, you know, I come back from from Europe having done like some crazy things. And you know, once in a while, like someone who's you know hasn't heard much of me in the states or whatever. Right. And and I feel you know pretty decent level at, in the states. I'm okay, you know. Yeah. But uh, they'll be like, so how's the music? You still doing music? And uh. I'll be like, huh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am. I just played to nine thousand people in the Ukraine, you know. Yeah. So like, it's very, it's really it, weird, you know. It's a it's, uh, it's uh, it was very eye-opening and, and, and it's been a beautiful, um, it's, it's the coolest, um, career really I could have imagined for myself. So I feel pretty good.
0: Well, you know, we, we've shared with our, our, our listeners, the fact that Lost on You actually became a hit first in Europe. Yeah. And, you know, did you, what was that like when you started hearing about you know how crazy that was going over well, there.
1: I tell this story like because I'm, you know, this is for like the artists who uh, feel, you know, possibly a little demoralized at times. I, um, so I was on Warner Brothers, you know, for three years, and and this is a story not really intended to uh, put anybody down. You know, uh, labels are businesses, you know, first, and I get it, you know, but uh, so all the people that kind of signed me and were like championing me um, there were slowly leaving and, and yeah. getting fired, whatever. So the new people wanted to hear my new stuff, you know. So I, I went in there at the end of uh, I think 2014 or something like that and played them "Lost on You," played them "Muddy Waters," and played them "Strange." And uh and I was dropped three weeks later. So it's really cute. And uh and this <laughs> <laughs> well i you know like I'll be in Italy or something and and uh, and you know they love the song there were Greece and you know and this uh this um um radio guy will say to me in this hallowed tone like you know so you must have known when you wrote Lost on You that it was just a big song. I was like, no, dude, I didn't know at all. I was dropped from my label for it, you know? And I just think that that's the thing is, like, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure, you know? And you don't, like, just because someone subjectively says, eh, it's not really my thing. You know, I think it's, you know, we're very, like, sensitive artists are, you know? And I think that, like, that song could have sat on my computer forever or till, like, You know, some other artist was like, you know, that's something. And then I would have never known. I feel like half the time that I'm living this alternate reality that people say, like, what if? Mm. And I'm, like, actually living it. So I think that that's, you know, that's the story of that song. And I think that, you know, it's helpful to know that for other people, that they can uh, take some solace in that, you know, just keep. I think keep. I was already 50 songs away from Lost in You by the time it, you know, started moving.
0: Right. So. That's a good point. People don't think about that. Um, I, I do want to just stop for a moment and congratulate you. Every one of your album and EP covers I've ever seen is so badass. You just <laughs> always have the best look going oh, for thanks, you. I'm just
1: cool. I appreciate you know,
0: that. I know, mean, it's super shallow and everything, but no, no, um, no. you know, I'm I'm kind of like that sometimes. Tell me more. What else? <laughs> oh. We're visiting with LP. I do not miss this show tonight. Uh, it's at the Knitting Factory, um, Noel Hunt. Opening, Uh, stop by the record exchange on your way home if you can to get tickets. Um, And uh, this has just been such a pleasure. It's been so thank you very much. I really
1: appreciate. Thank you guys for coming, and uh, and uh, we look forward to seeing some people tonight. uh, Yeah, Uh,
0: I can't so inclined. I can't wait to hear you're coming up with next. Thank you. Are you coming to the show tonight? uh, I will be there. Can we hear
1: uh, one more, maybe? Yeah, we're gonna play uh, "Lost on You." Thank you. You can kick me out promptly after. Drop me. (laughs) Go
0: ahead, Jim.
1: Drop me. Make my day.
2: say saner, will you remember all the danger we came from, burning like embers, falling tender, longing for the days of no surrender years ago, and will you know Understand the toil of expectations in your mind Hold me like you never lost your patience Tell me that you love me more than hate me all the time And you're still mine
0: So Miss LP tonight at the Knitting Factory. Make sure you get there early. Uh, stop by the record exchange for tickets or get them at the door. Um, thank you so much. Thank
1: you very much. I you really guys, I'm glad
0: you made it here safe and sound after your trip. And uh, best of luck in the future. Can't wait to hear with yeah. what you're coming, you up. Coming. coming up. Thank you guys for coming. Coming up next. I want to... Um, thank our engineering staff today. I want to thank uh, LP's entire team, the folks at BMG, uh, and everybody who has been listening to us on air or online at riverboise.com. We are going to say goodbye. Thanks, LP. Bye. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> nice. That was incredible. Yeah.
2: Thank
0: you. Oh, my God! Nice
2: job. Um,
0: and seriously, um, no, girls I'm go wild. Down. That's
2: really? just I'm made telling my you. Day? That is
0: that is the real thing.
2: Yeah. I just
0: yeah. hit all the buttons.
1: I feel like that's a. Um, it's also super American. I think like for me, like to us. Like, I don't. I, I, we kind of like. There's some other songs that are in the in the ball. You know, like right. that are like that feel like very big European. Songs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I, you know who knows. Big, right. Big, you know, I never,